What's going on guys? It's Joe here with the first episode of the First Gen Leadership Podcast. Really excited to do this. Um, sorry it took a little longer than expected. Um, honestly, I was wrestling with what this first episode should be about. What should we talk about? There's so many things that I love to talk about um, after experiencing 11 years of youth pastoring, which is kind of weird to say because I honestly feel like I'm just getting started, um, which is really exciting. Um, and I finally landed on what we're going to talk about today, um, and I'm really excited about it. So I want to start off by saying this. In everything that we can talk about, we can talk about structure and systems and building youth ministry and the ins and outs of demographics and urban ministry and everything, all things, volunteers, leaders, how to on-ramp, how to train, small groups, you know, that I love, discipleship, which I love. We can talk all these things, and we will at some point, but before we talk anything else, before we talk about anything that you do as a pastor and as a leader, I want to talk about you. I want to have an honest conversation with you and challenge you and ask you the question, how are you really doing? Because here's what I've learned. I've learned that in ministry, healthy things grow when the leader is healthy. So are you healthy right now? Are you in a season where you're going through the motions and you're busy, busy, busy? Easter Sunday's next week, right? Most of us are putting in 20,000 hours of work. Are you getting caught up with the things that you're doing for God and not spending time with God? Are you healthy as a leader? Why does this matter? So many reasons, first of all. But the most important one, when it comes to what you do, the only thing that will grow that's healthy is if you're healthy as a leader. So we're going to have a conversation, um, and I'm going to take you back. So as I'm having this conversation with you, I'm also going to let you know about the journey of life that I've been on, uh, which has been really, really cool, challenging at times, but very awesome and rewarding. Um, and that's, it's led me to this whole conversation that we're about to have of you being a healthy leader and how everything starts with you. Um, we heard, we have heard, right? Everything rises and, rise and falls on leadership. We've heard John Maxwell's quote. Who knows if he did that or if he took it from someone else, but I quote John Maxwell because that's where I heard it. And I want you to be healthy. I want you to be the healthiest version of, of you. Why? Because again, healthy things grow when the leader is healthy. So we're going to talk about that. Um, a few years ago, um, about two years ago, uh, there was a pastor who had lost his church. And when I heard the news, I really struggled with it. I love this pastor. I love him to this day. Um, and, you know, it was just one of those like news drop, boom, this pastor did this, no longer has a church. And at the time, it was one of the fastest growing churches, multi-site type church, you know, campuses everywhere. Um, and it really, it really messed with me, if I'm being honest. It messed with me because I admired this guy's leadership. I admired the way um, he talked and how he did all things leadership specifically. Um, and it really moved me and it really rocked me. Um, I had a team night, had our volunteers over our house, and we were just talking, debriefing all things youth ministry. And uh, somehow, don't remember how, but the conversation came up of, of you know, this is what took place. Don't get it. Don't understand it. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said this, no matter what, everyone will always have to talk about it. 
And then from there, you know, I just got to download, started writing, journaling some stuff out. And it led to this conversation that I'm about to have with you. We, as leaders, need to normalize the talk. Now, I'm not talking about the talk, the talk that we have with teenagers, the, the series that we do every February. You know, I'm not talking about that talk. I'm talking about the talk of your struggle and your pain. Here's why. I've realized that no matter what, we're going to have to talk about it. Do you want to talk about your struggles and the pain that's in your heart while you're struggling? Or do you want to have that conversation and talk about it after you fall? You know, I've learned that it's better for us to have this conversation while we're struggling, while we're going through it. I wonder, I wonder how many pastors, how many church leaders would still have their church if they normalized the talk of their struggle and their pain while they were in it. It's a hard conversation to have. It's not an easy one. And, and here I am as a, as a guy and a pastor and a leader who's walked through some stuff challenging you. Why? Because God wants you to live out your best life. He wants you to be the best version of who you are. And we got to normalize talking about our struggle and the pain in our heart and the things that we wrestle with. Um, when I was struck with that after hearing the story and, and just feeling that the Holy Spirit speaking to me, I was drawn to Romans chapter 7. And I'm going to read this to you and I'm going to pull something from it and just kind of highlight a few things. In Romans chapter 7, verse 14, we read this. So the trouble, and this is Paul speaking, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with the law that is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. He went Dr. Seuss on us. Crazy, right? Um, And it can really, you know, confuse you a little bit unless you slow it down. But what I realized that in thinking about normalizing the talk and talking about the pain of our struggle and talking through that while we're struggling, I was drawn to Romans chapter 7, realizing that Paul, the Apostle Paul, the one who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, struggled with sin. And, and here's, here, here's the, the, the freedom in that. The freedom in that is understanding that you and I are human first. We're not pastor first. We're not leader first. We are human. We have a flesh. You know, I don't have to have that conversation with you. We understand that we are a three-part being. And there's sin. We, we were born into a sin nature. And and because of all that, that should give us the ability to to understand that we are not God. We are not perfect. We will never be perfect. As long as we're pursuing a life with God, there's always going to be something knocking at our door. So the reality is, are you healthy as a leader right now? Are you struggling? Are you, what kind of pain are you dealing? What pain have you suppressed? Paul talked about, there's something warring and wrestling within me. Guys, you and I are no different. We all wrestle with something. 
I believe this, that struggling with sin is not the same thing as choosing to live a life of sin. If you're a pastor and you're a leader and you're choosing to live a sinful life, that's a whole different conversation. But if you're a pastor and you're a leader and you're struggling right now and things are, are showing up again and things are knocking at your door, you don't know where they're coming from. You're not even feeding or, or, attract or, or, like, um, or opening up the door to different things for the enemy to come in. If you're not doing any of that and the temptation is still there and the struggle is real and you can feel it, we need to normalize talking about it. Why? Because our students will appreciate that. Our, our leaders will appreciate that. When we, when we normalize talking about this, it's in the light and the enemy cannot have a foothold on you. It's so much easier. And I'm telling you, it's so much better. I wonder how many pastors, I think I said this already, but man, this thought hit me. I wonder how many church leaders, how many ministry callings, how many gifts from God that are no longer in ministry. I wonder how many of them would be in ministry if they just normalized talking about their struggle why they were in it it's a big statement it's a big thing to think about but the reality is god wants us to be healthy leaders because healthy things grow it takes humility for us to take that first step it takes humility for us to knock on someone's door pick up the pick up the phone facetime call someone and say hey i'm going through this I don't know why, I don't get it, but it's loud right now. Can you help me? Can you pray for me? What do you think? It takes humility to take that step, but here's what I want to tell you. i rather you take the posture of humility and be marked with humility in your heart and take this first step. Take the posture of humility and not experience the enemy humiliating you. Think about that. You can either take the posture of being humble and, and being marked with humility, or you can be humbled and humiliated by the enemy. No matter what, we're going to have to talk about this. Do you want to talk about this while you're in a struggle or after you fall? Because no matter what, we're going to have to talk about it. You know, I was going through... Um, a few things in my phone. You know, I, I do what many of us do is clean out my phone, have a buttload of pictures, um, videos, everything that's on my phone. And I'm constantly deleting stuff. And um, I was uh, drawn to a video of, uh, uh, sorry, an event that I, that I launched. Um, let me backtrack a little bit before I tell you about that video. In 2020, October of 2020, I launched a collective, youth collective here in the Central Valley. And what I do, what God put in my heart to do is to unify, to equip, and to champion next generation of leaders. And uh, one of the events that I host is called Collective Nights. These nights are for all next-gen leaders, youth pastors, directors, young adult pastors, directors, um, anyone who works in the next-gen world, nonprofits, FCA, Youth for Christ, Young Life, everybody involved in the next-gen world. So I created these nights where, where they can come, bring their teams, and just get refreshed unplug from ministry, unplug from everything. To simplify, it's almost like one big conference night. And I was hosting a, the second one in February of 2021. Launched October 2020, launched the second one or introduced the second one February of 2021. Back to my phone and just kind of scrolling, cleaning up my space or creating more space in my, on my phone. I came across the recording of that night. So started watching the worship, you know, just kind of replaying the night. And I'm watching this, and the minute that I got to my message and I started hearing myself, like, you know, just critiquing myself, like any, all of us would do, 
And then the Holy Spirit hits me. And he highlights the pain in my heart. You see, for a lot of years, prior to COVID hitting, I was under unhealthy leadership. I went through some stuff. You know, I was in meetings with direct reports that were just not great meetings. Um, I learned that I was spiritually abused. I learned that there's things that I went through that were not of God and not um, what any pastor or leader should do or how they should operate. Um, and I'm preaching this message at this collective night. I'm preaching it. I'm using the scripture, the story of Jesus healing the 10 lepers. And I'm literally talking about the 10 lepers. I'm talking about how the nine were okay just being okay going back to normal living. It was COVID, right? It was so they were okay with just, I want to go back to normal and I want to go back to my normal life and all this whatever. And they were okay just being okay outwardly, showing themselves to the priest and saying, I'm good. Can I go back to where, where I belong? But then there was one. There was one that went back to Jesus and experienced wholeness and was completely healed and restored. And I preached that message, and my focus was on the pain of the leprosy and not so much on the freedom that the one experienced when he came back to Jesus. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit highlighted, son, you've suppressed pain in your heart, the pain of this last season. You've suppressed it. you got to talk about it. So when I talk about normalizing the talk of your struggle and your pain, I've actually ha I've had to walk through that. Now, my situation might look a little different than yours, but it's okay. My pain is not greater than your pain. Your pain is not greater than my pain. Pain is pain. Struggle is struggle. Like, we're, we're all going through something. And I realized in that moment, months later, that I needed to take a step. Um, that happened collective February of 2021. I didn't take this step until a few months later. I started seeing a counselor. I started fighting for my health, really asking hard questions. What did I go through? Why did I go through that? God, were you in that? How should I be seeing life now? Like literally walking out this process of fighting to be whole again, fighting to be healthy, fighting to be the best version of myself. So here we are today. I know this is a different conversation. This is, there's no fluff to this. There's no, I know it's more direct and in your face, but here's the reality, guys. I want you to be healthy. I want you to live out the, the plan that God came to give you, to give us. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. As long as you're in the next-gen world, as long as you're working for the future of the church, serving the future of the church, doing everything that you do for the local church, reaching the next generation. As long as you're fighting for the future, you're always going to be under attack. There's always going to be something that shows up. I want to help you and encourage you to normalize the talk when that attack happens. The storms are going to come. Things are going to come at you. That's all a part of spiritual warfare and what we have signed up for. But the reality is you were built for the storm. The storm is going to come, but it's also going to go. You need to normalize the talk and have the right community in your corner ready to talk about it. So if this is you, this is what I want to do. I know this is a shorter episode. Totally okay with that. What I want to do is if that's you, if you're really struggling and you don't know who to talk to, you don't know what step to take, you don't know... Um, you don't feel comfortable talking to your direct report. You don't feel comfortable talking to your lead pastor. You don't feel comfortable talking to your spouse. You know, we can get to that point where you can have those conversations. But what I want to do is I want to be here for you. When I launched Youth Collective, I launched it with three things in mind. To unify the local church, 
to equip next-gen pastors and to champion you as a next-gen leader. And I wanna champion you and everything that you're going through. I know it's not easy, I know it takes humility, but I know you can take this step. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna drop a link um, and I want you to fill out this questionnaire that I have. Fill it out, why? Because I want to call you. I want to reach out to you. I want to jump on a FaceTime. I want to be here for you and share more of the things that I, I, want, I would want to talk about, you know, things that, that are more specific to, to maybe something off-site and off of this camera or, or recording, you know, things that we can really just take time talking through. Um, and, and most important, I just want to serve you. I want you to experience what I've experienced. This freedom that I have in my heart, the peace that I have in my heart, guys, it feels so good. This journey that God has got me on and walked me through and walked side by side with me, it feels so good. And I'm telling you, healthy ministry is happening. Healthy ministry is taking place. And I'm seeing the ministries that I'm connected to develop into amazing things. Why? Because I'm choosing to be the healthiest version of myself. Am I the perfect husband? Absolutely not. But my marriage is great. Why? Because I'm choosing to be the healthiest version of myself. Am I the best dad? Absolutely not. But my parenting and my kids, my relationship with my two kids is amazing, is great. Why? Because I'm fighting to be the best version of myself. My teenagers love me because I love them. Why? Because I'm fighting to be the best version of myself. Everyone around you deserves that. And most importantly, you deserve that. You deserve to be the best version of yourself. So let's normalize the talk. Let's talk about it. Let's take this step. Fight for humility. Be marked with humility. And let's talk about this. Why? Because God has so much more for you and your future so bright. So um, that's episode one. Um, I hope you enjoy that. Please uh, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. Uh, but most importantly, if this is you, seriously, fill out the questionnaire because I want to connect with you. So I love you guys. Um, can't wait for episode two. And it's going to be amazing. What am I talking about? I'm not sure. I'll go pray about it, but I know it's going to be good because it's going to be of God. So I love y'all. Um, I'll see you next time. Peace.